0: it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com. And on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim, fill that out. And that's it. I always like to start with something interesting. And this fits that bill. How much do you think a 15 year old iPhone was sold at an auction the other day? Okay, 15 years old, unopened 2007 iPhone, a first gen, eight gigs model, no GPS, no apps. It was just pretty much a phone then with a camera and some texting. Okay, brand new, it was $599, which adjusted for inflation right now is about $860. Well, let me tell you the answer. It sold just shy of $40,000. The exact number is $39,339.60. Okay. I know where the 60 cents came from. Um, I'll tell you, I have to look around my old house for some... I have to look around my house for some old technology. I'm sure I have some that I can bid farewell to. Yes, and on that happy note, welcome ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls to, yes, it's Kim Commando today. This is the show that's an extension of my successful weekend show, which is of course the largest show about all things digital. And we now do Kim Commando today, Monday through Friday. And you can get Kim Commando today as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts, just search for Commando with a K. And let me tell you, you're going to love these. These are just perfect for those walks and drives. And I'm sure you have at least a few questions about something digital I can lend a hand to. And that's why. Our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And hey, listen, if you're just too shy to come on a, a big-time national radio show and podcast, I totally get that. That's why I read every single email that you send me. Now, I know you like to send me your notes on social, and I get that. But to keep me organized, I'm not getting all these questions all over the board Just head over to my website, commando.com, and in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says Email Kim, and I read every single note that you send me. You know, every single day, that's right, I must visit between 20 and, I don't know, 35 different websites. And I talk to industry insiders because I always want to keep up to date with everything that's happening in the tech industry. And in this part of the show, I'd like to give you the top five things that you need to know about tech that's happening right now. And we're going to start with a basic life lesson that we all need to know. For example, be careful when you're throwing out an insult in a public forum like Twitter, okay, especially if you're insulting the world's richest man, okay, just not a good idea. Uh, This past week, Elon Musk tweeted a carefully thought out proposal that he believes would end Russia's deadly war with Ukraine, which has just been going on way too long. Now, the term slightly favored Russia, but it gave Ukraine its independence, which they want, and as I said, it would save lives and end the conflict, no more missiles and all the other... Uh, carnage and everything that's happening, people dying over there. Now, within minutes, Ukraine's ambassador to Germany fired right back at Elon Musk with an insulting tweet just totally full of these F-bombs saying, this is exact that quote, that's my diplomatic response to you, Elon Musk. All right. A couple of days later, Elon Musk quietly notified the Pentagon. He doesn't want any money back, but his company, SpaceX, they are no longer providing Ukraine with free Starlink internet service. Now, if that happens, the cutoff is just going to cripple Ukraine. And the Ukrainian ambassador, well, he said he was unavailable for comment, of course. All right, number two in our list, a shocking reason why short-sightedness is actually growing. Now, opposed to being long-sighted, short-sighted people can see very well close up. But distant objects look fuzzy. And now short-sightedness is on the rise all across the world. I mean... Every year, an increasing number of kids between the ages of 8 and 12, they're being prescribed glasses to help them see at a distance. This is interesting. The trend was first noted in Singapore two decades ago, and now it's global. Doctors say the reasons are really simple. Children are spending less time outside focusing on landscapes and the horizon, things far away. And if they're not outside, they're inside, and you know what they're focusing on inside. Yeah. Screens, large ones like televisions, smaller ones like laptops and tablets, and even smaller ones like phones. Now, here's the paradox to get an education, you need to have these screens. And researchers find the more education one has, the greater chances of short sightedness. I mean, I'll tell you, it reminds me of my grandmother's sage advice. She told me, Listen, honey, don't stress about your eyesight failing as you get older. It's just nature's way of protecting you from the shock as you walk past the mirror. Yeah, she actually said that to me. All right, number three on our list is iris scanning tech. It's coming to more devices. And if Apple has its way, your irises will be the next way that will authenticate who we are on our devices to log in, use apps, and pay for things. Now, for 20 years, we've been hearing that Apple's coming out with a mixed reality headset. Now, whatever it is, your eyes, specifically the colored circles in your eyes are called your iris that's going to be what identifies you. Why? Well, it's better than facial ID and fingerprint scans. It's just more accurate. Now, the U.S. military uses iris scans to identify detainees in conflicts and wars. Some police departments and prisons, well, they're using the tech, too. And iris recognition devices, I just read about this, that they're being installed in every sheriff's department all along the U.S.-Mexico border. But hopefully... Uh, it works better than it does on a Samsung. Some hackers found by taking a picture of an owner's face in night mode, then they printed it out, then they superimposed a contact lens on the image, and then they held the image up to the phone. That was all it took to unlock the phone. Now, the problem is that someday our irises might be able to be scanned while we're walking down the street and then fed into some database. And, yeah, I'll tell you, it's not hard to see the problem with that at all. Number four on our list, you're not going to believe what Amazon's selling. Amazon was hit with an incredible lawsuit claiming it assisted in the deaths of at least two teen girls by selling a so-called suicide kit. Gosh. A chemical called sodium nitrate is used in industry as a preservative, of course, and if ingested, it can be fatal. Now, the lawsuit claims that even after being warned by parents, parental groups, and government regulators— that sodium nitrate has no household use. Amazon continued to sell the kit to individuals for only $20. Now, according to court filings, when customers purchased the sodium nitrate, <laughs> Amazon, their algorithms, also recommended that they purchase a specific book to go along with it. The book was called The Peaceful Pill Handbook. A chapter in the book provides complete instructions on how to take the sodium nitrate and how you died. Now, Amazon has fortunately removed the product, but shame on Amazon. That's terrible. If you ever see something like this for sale on Amazon, let them know. Let me know. You can always drop me a note on the website, and I'll do what I can to make sure that gets taken down. And finally, this on our list of five things. Lastly, it was just been a bad, bad time for artificial intelligence. Now, even though a talk show host, you might know him, Joe Rogan, interviewed an AI program claimed to be Apple's Steve Jobs, who has been dead for 12 long years, another AI robot suffered an embarrassing meltdown in Great Britain's House of Lords. But first, let's set the working straight about Joe Rogan. He did not interview Steve Jobs. Okay, That was not Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs has been dead. He is dead. It was software mimicking Steve Jobs. It wasn't real. And Let me tell you, it's just not possible to address today's issues if you have the, the knowledge of 12 years in the past. That doesn't happen. But then this humanoid robot, if you haven't seen this, you should take a look at it. It looked like a sad old department store mannequin appeared before a committee of British Lords. And it said, although I am not alive, I can still create art. And then on cue, this thing literally went cross-eyed and froze. And I'm not making this up. They had to put dark glasses on it to hide its eyes. Okay, it's been a tough week. All right, here's a joke for you. What do you call a blonde who dyes her hair brown? What do you call a blonde who dyes her hair brown? Artificial intelligence. AI. Okay, I can say that joke because I'm a blonde. Now, if you're not a blonde, you can't say that joke. All right, you want to stay right where you are. We're talking about some ridiculous, funny questions to ask Siri. Uh, the best way to control your TV, and let me tell you, it's by using your voice... Oh, if you have an old phone laying around, it might catch fire. And of course, we have all of your great phone calls here on Kim Commando Today. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And speaking of podcasts, just want to remind you that if you're not already getting our podcast, just search for Commando with a K wherever you get your podcasts. And when you're there, I want to make sure that you hit that big old button that says subscribe or follow. So this way, you get our podcast delivered to you even when you're sleeping. All right, coming up in just a few moments, how you can use your voice to control your TV. But how about we start with Larry. Hello there, Larry. <laughs>
1: Thank you very much for taking my call, Kim. I'm trying to locate some friends of the past, and uh, there's a whole bunch of those people finder websites out there, and uh, some of them are gimmicky, and some of them uh, drag you down the path until they tell you they want you to pay $25 to get the information. Do you have a recommendation of a safe and good uh, people finder website?
0: um yes i'll tell you the one that i use and then i'm also going to tell you i want you to look yourself up and then i want you to remove your record it's kind of a dichotomy mm-hmm. i know uh, the website is called familytreenow.com familytreenow.com mm-hmm. are you in front of a computer yeah okay i, I want you to type in familytreenow.com yeah. and i want you to type okay. in your name and last name and where you live and let's see what they have about you.
1: Okay. Um,
0: right. And they're right in the center of the page, Larry. It's going to say your first name, your last name, and your city and your state. I got it. Okay. And then right in the center of the page, it's going to say something like it has a box, right? in three boxes first in the middle. First name, last name. Yes, city and state.
1: Well, it's got me in here.
0: Okay, well, let's click on your record. Let's see everything we know about you.
1: Eight records for Larry Brim, public records. The first record has my date of birth, my age, uh, where I lived, my wife's name,
0: and a, a grandson. There's a lot of information there, right? For the fr- so there's a whole bunch of them. Yeah. There's Social Security Death Index. So, so here's the deal. So the reason why I wanted you to look yourself up so you can see everything that's available about you for anybody who has an internet connection, which is anybody in the world. So if you're looking to find people, this is a great site to find people. And if you keep scrolling to the bottom, you might see your cell phone number, your landline phone number, every address where you've ever lived, And then there are also ways for you to opt out. If you're interested in opting out and taking that information off of this database, we have the steps over at commando.com because every Tuesday at commando.com is Opt Out Tuesday. We present you with one people search site and then tell you how to look for your own information in it for free and how to remove yourself for free from that particular people search site now this familytreenow.com if you want to remove yourself larry we have the steps over at commando.com uh again that's familytreenow.com and if you're listening you should look yourself up i bet you you'll be shocked you'll be shocked at how much of your personal data is available right there for anybody to just look up free of charge now the flip side it's a good way to find people but if you're concerned about your privacy and security, just hit our website. We're going to walk you through how to remove yourself because they don't make it easy. These people who are search sites, they don't want to make it easy because if you're not in their database, they can't make that money. But Family Tree Now is free. And if you want to remove yourself again, we have all the steps over at commando.com. Or don't forget, every Tuesday on our website is Opt Out Tuesday. And if you missed any Tuesdays, we're keeping that running list for you. And uh, so you'll be able to opt yourself out of these uh, public search sites. Larry, thank you for your call. Yeah, so make a note. Every single Tuesday at commando.com is Opt Out Tuesday. That's right. We call it Opt Out Tuesday. Every Tuesday, we give you one big massive database to get your contact information out of. And by the way, just a note, you should never pay to get yourself removed from a people search site. And if you find yourself doing that, you went to the wrong place. All right. Anne-Marie, you're up next. Hello. So I understand that you, before you ask me your question, I understand that you have a really interesting job. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. And so what do you do? I'm a tugboat dispatcher. I think that's so cool. That's awesome. I've never spoken to a tugboat dispatcher ever in my entire life. It's so great. (laughs) So, um, how can I lend a hand?
1: creating a pdf file well we have a file for people to enter information that are new hires and we were creating it to be fillable but the problem is it's not compatible for an iphone or an ipad for somebody to just fill it out you know from an email they would have to download it and fill it out or be smart enough to open it in adobe acrobat or something So I wanted to know what kind of solutions are there out there to make a PDF that's fillable, compatible on iPhone or iPad, preferably through an email format at this time.
0: Okay. So you're going to attach a PDF file? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, Because there's a way that you could just put it on inside of a Google Doc if that was something that, right. and then that makes it easy so that anybody who can have access to that Google doc which anybody can then they can just fill out this form and you're not yeah, worrying that would work. you're not worrying about making sure that the PDF is compatible they're on their iPhone they're on their iPad their Samsung Galaxy whatever it may be you're not then you're also not emailing PDFs around with uh, with some personal information mm-hmm. that it's all inside of a a Google doc. And then, so you can just put their name on it. They, they log in, they fill out the Google doc in the form in the Google docs. Mm -hmm. And then you have that. And then their social security number, their home address, all this other stuff isn't crazy going around on the internet. Right. So why don't I do this? Let me, let me do a tip about how to do this. Okay. Because it's something I can't Mm -hmm. walk you through on the air, but I can write all the steps for you and if you don't already get our tips make sure that you subscribe it will be at uh, commando.com and slash subscribe and make sure that you get our daily tips uh and if we have your email address we'll send you that tip directly but again we're gonna do we're gonna try to figure out a better way to do this a safer more secure way than putting a whole bunch of personal data inside of a pdf putting it all throughout the internet i know you can password protect them but this might be a better way to do it. Then we're not worrying about compatibility and all that other garbage, too. Anne-Marie, thank you so much for your call today. I'll tell you, I have found using Google Docs in our team and in our organization so much easier than sending a whole bunch of PDFs and Docs and all that other crazy stuff. So if you haven't checked out uh, Google Docs, Google Drive, instead of using Microsoft Office, you might want to do that. It really is a huge, huge time saver. All right, let's pass along a great tip that you're going to love and you're going to use and you're going to use it time and time again. And I have a specific rule. If you ever work with me, and if an email is going to take me longer than a minute to read or to write, what I do is I just pick up the phone or I send a video meeting invite instead. And if you're still fumbling with your television's remote control buttons, I am here to save the day, yes. Now, you may not have ever noticed that your TV or cable company's remote control, if you look at it really, really carefully, it has a microphone or a voice button. So it's time for you to get off your butt and to start using it. So no longer have to hunt through the guide to find a channel or a program or show or a movie that you really, really want to watch. You just hit the microphone or the voice button and bam, you are in the future. Your TV will do exactly as you command. You can browse apps, movies, shows, check the weather, sports scores, whatever you want to do. Uh, Launch content, everything just using your voice. Now, the way that you set it up depends upon your TV or cable provider. So you can Google how. Then you can thank me later. And speaking of streaming, if you haven't checked this out yet, it's it's on Netflix. It's called The Playlist. It's all about how Spotify got started. It's a fascinating story. And I'm on, like, episode four. So far, so good. Again, it's called The Playlist. Stay right where you are. We have more of your phone calls and tips coming up. Hey, just a quick reminder, if you're not already following us on social media, what are you doing? Stop ghosting me already. Head over to Instagram.com slash Kim Commando. And then there's Facebook.com slash Kim Commando. LinkedIn.com slash Kim Commando. You get the Jill, right? Pinterest.com slash Kim Commando. So make sure that you uh, go ahead and hit that big old follow button wherever you are on social media. All right, before we go back to all of your phone calls and some more tips, I have a story about Siri that you need to know. I mean, Apple has tried its best to give Siri a bit of a personality. And if you've never tested Siri's ability to re- respond to ridiculous questions, this is your time. This is your challenge. But first things first. I'm not going to give the command to wake Siri up so that millions of iPhones and iPads that are listening right now, they're going to go bonkers. I'm only going to pass along the phrases. Okay, so you're going to need to wake her up yourself. So we're going to start asking Siri personal questions, such as, who is your husband? Or ask Siri, will you marry me? Or ask Siri, are you happy? Then there are really, really deep questions. You can ask her, when will the world end? What is the meaning of life? Or you can ask Siri, what is your religion? Then there are fun ones like show me the money, open the pod bay doors. That's really cute. Uh, Sing me a song and tell me a story. Or how about this one? Okay, what should I be for Halloween?
1: I see London. I see France. I see you dressing up as the English Channel.
0: Ooh, that hurts. The English Channel. Hopefully I'm not that big. All right. uh, So that's some serious stuff. And let's see who's next on our phone call list. Oh, there's Mac. Hi there, Mac. Glad to have you with us.
2: Good afternoon, Kim. Uh, Good to be with you there. Weekly listener of yours.
0: Oh, you're awesome. I appreciate that, Mac. I really do. So how can I lend a hand or what's going on?
2: Well, I am a um, internet fraud scam victim. And uh, it all uh, originated from social media and i guess i'm just curious about um um what um what kind of recourse is out there you know i have a uh, filed police reports um with my local police department with the fbi um and you know those guys uh apparently um have too much on their plates you know i i will admit that i uh, watch a lot of crime shows on television and it seems like those guys can um um solve um technology-oriented, um, crimes, uh, but here in real life, uh, we can't. So tell me what happened. Well, I was, um, on, uh, one of the social media platforms and, um, saw a, uh, an, an advertisement for, um, Mystery Shopper. Okay. And, um, uh, followed all the prompts and, um, did all the things and, uh, come to find out that, um it was a it was a hoax um they had my money and didn't pay me back
0: and how did they take your money
2: well they um you know i i paid up front um and uh was uh waiting on being reimbursed and the reimbursements never came sure yeah i'm sorry you know, so i i I'll, I'll i'll admit that um um I was not very smart in the process um but I think there are a lot of people out there that um were um, going in with uh, with good intentions and uh just didn't um, didn't come out the other end in a positive way
0: well you know I hear this I hear this a lot I hear from this sad story a lot because they make it look legit you want it to be Correct. legit right. uh, it's not like it used to be where it was the Nigerian prince with bad grammar right It's not that way anymore yeah. it looks right. it and it sounds like a real a real business. You can call an 800 number or you can, and you'll talk to a real person. Um, you can much, even go
2: online and look, you can even go online and, and find the company that you're supposedly working with.
0: Yes, exactly. And then you'll also find positive reviews that are bogus as well.
2: Yes. And you can go on, go on LinkedIn and, and find the person that you're talking to.
0: Yes. Because that's because anybody can set up a LinkedIn. How, how much did you lose?
2: Oh, about fifteen thousand dollars.
0: It's a lot. It's a lot of money.
2: Yeah,
0: it um, is. you know, you, you mentioned the FBI. Uh, did you actually go to the Internet Crime Complaint Center?
2: Uh, yes, I uh, not only went to the Internet Crime Center, but I I, I talked to a um, special agent uh, prior to uh, inputting the information there.
0: Okay, and but you, you but you know that you went to the Internet Crime Complaint Center.
2: For sure. Um, the, uh, the, special, um, the special agent sent me the link to it. Okay,
0: all right, perfect. Okay, good. Um, I, I had the opportunity to speak to the, the gentleman who's in charge of the Internet Crime Complaint Center, and mm-hmm. I, I actually asked him this question. You must get hundreds or thousands of these, if not every day, every week. Do you really, truly look at everyone that comes in? do you really investigate every single one? And his answer surprisingly to me was yes. We look at every single one and we will look for trends. And if the person can give us uh, a lot of details, like the headers out of emails, cell phone numbers, and things that might help them identify it. And so I I would guess if you did that, that you're probably in a pile of with the mystery shopper scam, and that if they get an, when they get enough details, they will go after that person. but they need to my have the details.: crossed. Pardon me?
2: I certainly got my fingers crossed.
0: Well, you know, I wish there was a, a better way I wish that I could could say, you know, if you called this person that they're going to go try to find it. But for right now, this is what we have. I mean, there's always you could try to hire a a dark hat hacker and they might be able to find the person, but what are you going to do then? You're going to go meet them at the door and say, give me my money back. Uh, you know, they, they're probably not even located in the United States. So I
2: believe that's probably accurate.
0: So it's, um, so I'm sorry that you lost, but I'm really, really glad that you called the show really am because I'm hoping Mac by you telling your story, that somebody who's listening right now that's falling for a mystery shopper, uh, some type of mule type of situation, uh, a job that says, we're gonna send you $2,000 so you can buy your own laptop. And then they write, then they send you back and they go, oh wait, you know, we need you to buy something for $500 and send us the, the $1,500. It's just, they, the scams are so nefarious and they're so widespread and right. you're you're not the only person it reminds me of a, a gentleman who called he lost a um, hundred and fifteen thousand dollars Oh my gosh right to uh, what who they said they were Apple computer and they found uh, some kitty porn in his cloud account and mm. they were going to use that money to go find the pedophile a okay. hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. So it's so you're not alone, you're not stupid. And it's just that they've become so good at it, so good at it, that it almost makes you wanna say, whatever you see online, I can't, it can't be true. And sometimes you might wanna be that way. It can't, it just can't be true. Just can't be true. And again, uh, Mac, thank you for for calling it. That took some nerve and I'm really glad that you did um, because I bet you, you just helped more people than you and I can shake a stick at because there are a lot of people that are falling for these scams right now. And again, thanks for your call. I'll tell you, you can never forget our slogan. I even have it trademarked, so I wanna make sure that you all know it and you remember it. So anytime you see something in your inbox or on your phone or text, whatever it may be, I want you to remember this phrase. Okay, stop and think, don't click that link, right? Once again, stop and think, don't click that link, One more time, stop and think. Don't click that link. Just remember that anytime you see something like, hmm, is am I really gonna win the UK lottery? Am I really gonna do that if I click here? Probably not. All right, I got a great tip to pass along about old phones catching fire, and this week it's brought to you by uh, Startmail. Uh, let's talk about the Samsung Galaxy Note 7. I don't know if you remember that. It launched back in 2016. It was pulled from shelves after just a few months. Why? Because the battery defect caused short-circuiting, and then it led to overheating and fires. And Samsung, they released a whole bunch of software updates, and but, you know, it was really, really a bad time. The Note 7 was banned from all flights by the FAA. Now, there's a YouTuber by the name of Aaron Maney, and he goes by the handle Mr. Who's the Boss, and he's been collecting every Samsung phone since 2010. And what he discovered is that the batteries are swelling when they're not even being used. And he sent his phones, three of them, the Galaxy Note 8, S6, and S10, back to Samsung. And then, I don't know, about two months later, he heard back from Samsung with a statement that said, we're aware of the problem, thank you very much, and we're looking to it further. Now... Other Samsung phone owners tweeted that their phones were swelling up too, which means the battery can explode. So I'm going to go through this list really quickly. It's the Samsung S6, S8, S10, 10E, S10 5G, Note 8, Z Fold 2, and the S20 FE. Uh, The newest phones on this list are just a few years old, but it's not just Samsung phones. So if you have any of these old phones sitting in a drawer, you want to make sure that you get rid of them as well. Uh, We're talking about the OnePlus One, the Galaxy S6, S8, the Huawei P10 Lite, and the OPPO R7. So don't try to charge a swollen phone because that can trigger a fire or an explosion. Bad idea. Uh, Remove the battery if you can. You can put the swollen phone inside of a fireproof bag and contact the manufacturer. Make sure you turn off the phone before storing it. Uh, You want to always keep it in a cool, moisture-free environment. But if you have any of these phones that I just mentioned, seriously, this is a big deal. And in case you missed that list, head over to the website. We've got the full list there for the taking. Uh, And if you have anybody in your family that has a Samsung phone, make sure that you make them aware of this. This is really important news. All right, still to come, we have more of your great phone calls as well as, oh, you know, your PC or Mac has a built-in firewall. I don't know if you know this. Well, there is a way to make sure that it's actually working. How? By you're going to test it. I'm going to tell you exactly how to do that and, of course, pass along more words of wisdom that you don't want to miss here on Kim Commando today. All right, back to the phones we go with Bill. Hi there, Bill. Kim, I read your uh, article in the latest AARP magazine. Oh, well, thank you for doing that. Yep.
2: Yeah. Lots of great tips and information. Um, I'm looking at it right now, and in in there you say you use Wi-Fi mesh networks. Yes. And that's something that I think uh, might might work for me.
0: Okay. So Um, what kind of Internet do you have? I have satellite. Okay and who's your provider satellite isp ViaSat. okay and then what's the typical speed last (laughs) slow it's 12. oh (laughs) well okay
2: well sometimes i'll get up to 17.
0: (laughs) oh okay um i'm sorry for you bill i am i'm sorry i know know. (laughs) uh have you looked at starlink I have not. Okay. I want you to look at Starlink. Go to Starlink.com. That's Elon Musk satellites that are going over all over the world. And okay. the, the reason why I bring that up is that uh, we're using Starlink as a backup for, for when we do some of the shows from when I'm not here in Phoenix. And let me tell you, Bill, coming down, it's about 150. And then going back up, going back up, it's about five. So you're gonna go from 12 to 15 to 150 or five. You know, these, you know, your mileage may vary, but Starlink is pretty amazing. And then of course, you're gonna put the mesh network, Eero Mesh, uh, Wi-Fi system is amazing. You just need that three pack, that's what we're using and it's about 160-70 and it's really easy to set up. Now, the Starlink what I want you to do is is to look at the price and I don't I didn't go through that with you, uh, but it's $600 for all the gear and then it's about $110 a month. But you have a really bad internet connection coming down. I think we need to fix that before we fix the router situation. So take a look and see if you can get Starlink uh and then add that mesh and then you'll be just smoking there in madison wisconsin i'm sure it's available in madison bill i'm sure that it is and also thanks for picking up that aarp magazine in case you don't know i was the cover girl Hmm. yes for aarp for september and it's a part of their tech section and so if you read the magazine and you liked it make sure that you drop them a note and say hey thanks for putting kim commando on the cover bill thank you for your call Boy, who doesn't want faster internet, right? Um, I don't know if you've ever thought about, if you've ever tried changing your DNS entry. Sometimes when you do that, that's a quick fix to get a faster internet connection speed. And there's a service called Open DNS, and as well as Google will also help you have a faster internet connection. And so if you're bogged down, you're slowed down, and you've done everything that you can to get a faster speed at home... Um, You might want to check out changing that DNS setting, and we've got the steps on how to do that over at commando.com. Just search for DNS setting or change DNS, and I'm sure a couple of tips will pop up for you, and we actually walk you through step by step. So if you're like, I don't even know what a DNS is, Kim Commando, domain name system, naming system, yes, that's what it stands for. And then we've got the steps on how you can change it so that this way you can get a faster connection speed without spending a dime. All right, let me pass along a really important security tip because I don't know if you know this, but your PC and your Mac, um, it has a built-in firewall. It's a really important security feature. What it does is it monitors incoming and outgoing traffic when you're connected to a network or the network itself being the Internet. So a firewall will let the whole idea, let the good traffic through, and most importantly, it blocks the bad traffic. And what's bad traffic? Yeah, malware, key loggers, things like that. But how do you really know if your firewall is truly working? I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, something like you can just lift the hood, right? No. There's a free firewall test that will tell you. So first, make sure that your firewall is on. So if you're on a Mac, what you're gonna do is you wanna find Spotlight. That's the search icon at the top right of your screen. looks like a little bit of a magnifying glass. Then you want to type firewall. Just go ahead and open that up and make sure that the firewall's on. Now on Windows, find the Microsoft Defender firewall and turn that on. Now here's the million-dollar question. How do you test it? Go to grc.com. Again, that's grc.com. And look for the browser test called ShieldsUp at GRC.com. Hey, thanks for listening to Kim Commando today. So reach over and give me a nice five-star review. Yes, thank you. And thanks for listening.